This is the ADHD Fix: How to Achieve Your Potential, the podcast to help you use 15 proven strategies to discover the many gifts of ADHD. I'm Henry J. Svek, and for over 30 years, I helped others diagnose and treat ADHD. Now retired, I turn my attention back to those 15 strategies I use to help achieve my potential with ADHD. Learning what I did to help myself will help you achieve your success. ADHD is a gift. Let's get started. So before we get started with today's topic, I just wanted you to be reminded that should you、um, be a person who's experienced incredible success despite your ADHD diagnosis, or if you know someone. Please、uh, pass along a request to contact me so we can have you or someone you know as an upcoming guest on our podcast. You can just、uh, email me at Hank. Just go Hank H A N K at we w e t h e b e e dot com, and I'll be in touch and we'll have you on a on a podcast. The idea of this is that.、Um, You know, you've you've been through some struggles, obviously, as we all have, but you have overcome those, and you now、um, are thriving and doing your best to do so. And it will be an example to others, and we can all learn from each other as we continue to move forward in this world. What I thought I'd do today is a, is, is a, the first in a series of a few podcasts on what I would call ADHD disciplined parenting. Or leadership parenting, and and the two are are interchangeable. And I think sometimes today when we mention the word discipline, we think of corporal punishment or we think of、um, inflicting pain on someone, and that's really not what we're talking about. So let me go through and explain it. And and there are two challenges. The first is if you're an adult, you're a parent, and you've been diagnosed with ADHD. You need to really think about your strategies when it comes to parenting, and I'll explain that. So each each time I do a podcast on this topic, and there's going to be a few of them because it it can get a little bit challenging. But if you're interested in just looking at or sorry listening to those podcasts,、um, I'll use the same title, but part one, two, three, and so on. So this is part one of E A sorry A D H D、uh, discipline slash leadership parenting part one. So, what does it mean to be a strong leader? And again, I know it, it, shamelessly it sounds like I'm pushing this book, but it really is outlined in our book.、Uh, uh, Don't be a wimp, raise a strong leader. You can still pick that up, and a lot of what I'm going to talk about comes from that book because I really do believe, while the recommendations and the thoughts came、uh, from my experiences interviewing six strong leaders in Canada. They just simply reinforce what I think most of us already knew. But let me go through each of them. So, how do you know? Let's talk about the end first. What does it mean、uh, when you've sort of signed off on, although you never do if you're a parent, but when you're finally finished the majority of the schlugging, and you have a look at your、uh, children and say, "Okay, I've, I've done my best to raise a strong leader." What does it mean、um, to raise a strong leader? And to use discipline to do that. Now, let me also define right now discipline. So, discipline is really about being committed to a routine with structure to support a positive outcome. That's probably the best way I can describe it. So, you know, external discipline becomes internal, and and becomes a form of discipline. Let me give you an example. It can become very difficult to get in the routine to exercise. 
It takes a form of discipline, self-discipline. Sometimes when people are able, they hire coaches or they hire personal trainers who, you know, three times a week knock on the door. If I was doing that, they'd knock on my door and say, okay, Hank, let's go for a run. Let's go. We got to do it. In my case, it would have to be every day because I do this every day. But that would be an external example of structure and discipline that would hopefully lead me eventually someday to internalize that, which I now do, and I do it on my own. I didn't have a coach help me. I just did it on my own. But because I realized the benefits from daily cardio exercise with ADHD to start my day is extremely powerful. You can't argue the science. Well, I suppose you could try, but what it does to the brain for the first two or three hours after exercise and the productivity that you can you can have from that is a very important self-disciplinary technique. But to, to become focused on self-discipline, you would have had to have some discipline externally because as a child, you're developing that. You don't suddenly wake up and know. So to me, self-discipline eventually becomes internalized and you no longer need those structures that are outside to have you do the things you need to do. So how do you know that you've raised a strong leader? So here are the characteristics that we'll discuss on strong leadership. Leaders are self-confident. That they have, they're confident in what they say and do, but they realize they're also um, living a life that they're constantly learning and that adds to their self-confidence. They never stop and say, okay, I went to school, I got this degree, or I made X amount of dollars, or I helped a number of people, I'm done now. It never stops. But they are self-confident each day, they become more so. Because that self-confidence breeds confidence in other people. Number two, they live a life that is consistent with their moral and ethical beliefs. It's often called life integrity. Leaders today, we see very few. Uh, particularly if we look at politics or government, who live a life that is consistent with their beliefs. Three, they lead by example. They demonstrate those behaviors that they want others to do and see. It's a difficult because it, it's very rarely seen in leadership today. People who actually roll up their sleeves and get involved. Four, they have, the, and that, this comes from a lot of what we've discussed, they take calculated risks. Uh, in our book, um, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, we talk about the probability of success. So risk is really about not understanding all of the things that can get in the way of your being successful. Once you account for those, then there's a probability. You're left with a probability number that represents often random chance or bad luck that you can't control. But they do take risks. The, four, uh, the fifth characteristics characteristic priorities are in place they have a clear list of things that are more important than others and as I age I know now for me it's time time is extremely valuable it always has been but it just becomes more obvious as we move to the final stages of life priorities need to be in place they place family and spiritual above all else. It may not look that way at times, but if their role is to provide for the family, they will do that while sacrificing everything else. So priorities are in place. Number six, they fight through pain and adversity. Can be psychological pain, can be physical pain. If you're in any type of leadership role, it's not always great. You know, the goal to be happy every day isn't a great goal because that's not possible. Life doesn't allow that to happen, nor does nature, as we learn from the honeybees. Number seven, if I had to highlight one, 
that is uh, an important, important rare characteristic today is a strong work ethic. Uh, we could spend days and write books on work ethic because I think parents, we now realize in 2023 that work ethic is probably the most significant characteristic that will define the success for your child. It doesn't matter what they want to be an artist, actor, musician, poet, um, hockey player, psychologist, um, writer, doesn't matter. They have a work ethic. And I'll tell you, I'll outwork anybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Tell me what it is and I will put in, I will grind if it's something I want to achieve. And I think this is what we really need to focus on with children today. As you engage in your activities on a daily basis, you are demonstrating that to children, which your children, which in the end will be an incredible skill they can use in life. The eighth point is they're able to delay gratification, which is part of being an adult, but for leaders it's extremely important for that to happen. Number nine, they have respect for self and others. So there's a respect for self, meaning how they you know account for themselves, but also they respect all the people that are around them in their business or in their life, regardless of status, education, background, or training. Um, if a leader speaks negatively of someone because of whatever characteristic they don't value, that is not sound leadership. And you want to raise children that are open and accepting of all cultures and races, but also um, levels of, of, of attainment in education or other. I'll give you an example. The most important person for me in a hospital setting are the people that keep it clean. And they are, in many times, treated with the most disrespect in a healthcare system where doctors are prized and nurses and the technology and the CEOs making $400,000 a year or millions of dollars a year. But the person who keeps the place clean is the one who prevents probably the most disease and provides the most health benefits for dollars spent. So. There's an example of where leadership would recognize that and forget status, would take that into account when looking at how to compensate people and how to make sure that part of the work gets done. Personal sacrifice and toughness is part 10. They're willing to sacrifice their own personal rewards or gain for the betterment of the long-term goal or cause. Part 11, they never give up or quit. It's very difficult to get them to get off a situation if they focus on it and find it to be important. Number 12, self-discipline. So the external discipline that you put around your child becomes internalized and becomes a self-discipline. And leaders have strong self-discipline. You don't have to stand over them. You have to knock on the door every day and tell them what to do as far as personal training. If they're going to take on that task, then they should take on that task on their own. Number 13, they hate to lose, which can sometimes be a, a problem. And that's our last one. Um, hating to lose is, 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 can get you into trouble when, when you're investing, when you're involved in a business. and sometimes clouds your ability to see what's in front of you. So those 13 characteristics of strong leaders would be, if you find those valuable, if that's what you want to give your child an opportunity to to move into or 
mold into is why you would engage in ADHD leadership discipline type of parenting so discipline parenting will also and this is a section now I'll talk briefly if you yourself have been diagnosed with ADHD and you're parenting your children you need a structure you need a predictable way to interact with your children on a regular basis and in my book I talk about why that's important and how those characteristics came about and why we can agree that those are the characteristics of leaders the question is how do you implement that every day what does that mean that you do and I do get into that in future um, sections of this podcast so just to summarize the purpose of today's podcast was to help you understand what leadership means when a person develops into adulthood and becomes a strong leader if you think that's something that is important for you to help your child achieve then I think it would be helpful for you to continue to listen to the podcast of course but also pick up don't be a wimp raise a strong leader it will help you give maybe give you a little more structure into how we came up with this and also in the future I'll be I'll be developing other concepts to help you move through and achieve your goal to um, engage in ADHD parenting it's going to be beneficial for you as a parent but also your child who will experience it let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor ADHD isn't just for kids but can certainly look and feel different for adults the experienced multidisciplinary team at OSR clinics understands the complexity of ADHD in adults and can help you determine if it is ADHD or something else the comprehensive assessment process doesn't only look at symptoms but also looks at your brain in order to understand what's really going on visit osrclinics.com to book your free information session today that's osrclinics.com so if I could just give you a bit of an idea if you haven't been diagnosed ADHD and you're listening to this podcast and you wonder um, it's important to be properly diagnosed because it will help you with your parenting it will help you better understand uh, some of the strategies you're you're going to need to engage in um, to be able to parent successfully uh, for leadership and also provide a positive discipline environment uh, for your child so if you're experiencing difficulty and, and we've talked about this before as far as usually we see some of it in school as adults um, we look back and we say boy I underachieved in school I have a hard time focusing and concentrating I get bored easily um, and as an adult I can tell you that one of the ways I look at it is I don't feel about women's training but women's training here in Ontario is where you, you if you work in an environment you spend a day learning about labels <laughs> labels on you know cleaners and solvents and it's sort of a required class you have to take to work in many government or other offices and I can remember as an adult sitting in a women's class that started at 9 and by about 9 15 I was done and this went on till 5 o'clock in the afternoon that's my definition of ADHD in my case where if I'm involved in something that is that boring with little stimuli not challenging just and it's also auditory and it's noisy a lot of, a lot of noise in the room not a lot of structure 
and I just could I mean I, I survived by by simply sitting there and putting my brain somewhere else because back then we didn't have uh, iPhones and if we did we probably weren't going to be allowed to use them but it you know you'll you'll notice symptoms and, and even if you get an evaluation and you're not you don't have ADHD it will at least give you some behavioral characteristics that will help you parent better so you know parenting is about the interaction between what's required to to do the task at hand and how you're feeling and what your temperament is as you engage in that with your child so please if you're not sure get an evaluation if you are please listen to the keep listening to this podcast because i'm going to have future shows on this remember the key is the title and it will say part two because this was part one for adhd leadership parenting have an amazing day. Talk soon.